As a spiritual leader, Paul instructs Timothy to set an example so others can follow despite his youth, his experiences, etc. Uh, please hold your Bibles high up in the air and say this bold and strong. This is God's word. This is God speaking to me. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I will become everything God has promised. I'm saved, healed, delivered, redeemed. I'm blessed, victorious, prosperous, triumphant. I'm a minister of God, a servant of Christ, and a channel of his blessing to many people. I receive his word. I believe his word. And I live by his word. Christ is my master. And to him, I am in absolute surrender. In Jesus' name. Before you're seated, be good to say hi to someone. Just tell them that you're happy to see them in church. We've been studying through the book of 1 Timothy. Uh, and, and we've completed three chapters so far. Uh, I know some of you know me uh, and the others are wondering who this is. <laughs> Pastor Ashish is at uh, uh, the weekend school today. We're having a weekend school uh, for prayer and intercession. So um, I serve at our north location. My name is Nancy and I'm going to be sharing uh, from, I'm going to be teaching from the fourth chapter of First Timothy. So we've completed uh, three chapters and we looked at the fact that, um, you know, uh, Paul was instructing, very clearly instructing uh, Timothy on various aspects. And we know the background that uh, Timothy is, is this uh, young man who was chosen by Paul. He, he could have been all of the age of 17 years when, when uh, Paul noticed him uh, and, and called him to join him in the ministry. Uh, from Lystra, you know, uh, uh, Timothy joins Paul in, in his missionary journeys uh, and he sees how Paul uh, serves in various places. And uh, uh, after the first imprisonment of Paul, he writes an epistle of instruction to Timothy because Timothy is set as an overseer of a very important influential church and this is the church of Ephesus. Ephesus is uh, an influential church uh, for various reasons. Ephesus is, is a wealthy seaport town um, where, you know, travel is made easy and, and a lot of resources are available. Um, uh, this church is also a church that, that could have been the one that was helping uh, various other churches in the region. We read about uh, the churches in, in um, second and third revelation. Now, uh, most likely, uh, Timothy is, is uh, an overseer, not just for the church in Ephesus, but you know, he had this uh, task, this responsibility at a very young age to um, direct the affairs of other churches as well. Uh, so, with this background in mind, you know, we, we uh, read that you know, Paul gives very clear instructions to Timothy. Timothy is uh, assigned as the overseer, the spiritual uh, overseer of the church of Ephesus. Uh, but then Timothy needs to know how, how to build people up, you know, how, how to raise up a strong church. And, and, and that's what Paul is writing. And we looked at uh, the first chapter where uh, Paul makes it very clear. See, the most important thing, uh, yes, there's gifting, but the most important thing is to minister uh, and hold on to the commandment, which is love uh, from a pure heart, a clean conscience and sincere faith. So he begins with that foundation uh, and he goes on to, uh, to telling uh, uh, Timothy that he needs to, to be instructed about prayer, corporate prayer, pray for your leaders, pray for everybody, what is the role of women in the church and given the times uh, that Timothy lived in, in, in uh, Ephesus, there were all kinds of things going on um, outside the church. So there's a clear instruction to the women in the church uh, and all of that is, is in 2 Timothy. And last Sunday, we looked at how uh, Paul uh, instructed Timothy to identify uh, and to choose qualified leaders. 
qualified leaders. Yes, the, the work is growing, but it's, it's, it's time to appoint leaders who can, um, who can work alongside Timothy, who can uh, oversee the work that is going on in the church of Ephesus. And this uh, appointment is, is both for spiritual leadership as well as you know, all other administrative uh, kind of support. Uh, and um, Paul tells Timothy that uh, the qualification of the spiritual overseer is the same as the qualification of someone who may be, who may be uh, engaging in, in a smaller activity, right? So all these instructions are brought to um, uh, Timothy. And uh, towards the uh, end of chapter 3, we saw how uh, Paul tells Timothy to be clear about the, the mystery of godliness, the mystery of godliness uh, that, you know, Jesus was manifest in the flesh. If there's a doctrine that, that says something other than this reality, you know, Timothy, be warned. It's not true. It's, it's not the real thing. It's, it's not authentic. So uh, he instructs Timothy to be strong in the word and to know uh, the, the sound doctrine which he had not only uh, taught Timothy, instructed him, um, written to him about, but he had also lived it out in front of Timothy. And today we look at chapter 4, 1 Timothy chapter 4. I'll read entire passage for us. It's, it's short, uh, following which we'll get into understanding the scriptures verse by verse. Chapter 4. Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. If you instruct the brethren in these things, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished in the words of faith and of good doctrine which you have carefully followed. But reject profane and old wives' fables and exercise yourself rather to godliness. For bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance. For to this end we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the savior of all men especially of those who believe. These things command and teach, let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the presbytery. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them, that your progress may be evident to all. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. All right. So uh, we will start, you know, one from the first verse where um, Paul says, now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Now, uh, we already know that the church of Ephesus, um, uh, Ephesus had, had uh, all kinds of heresies getting into the church because of, of uh, the philosophies outside. Now, there's Gnosticism, there's some kind of fables and genealogies from uh, Judaism, um, uh, asceticism. There are different kinds of philosophies that existed outside of the church of Ephesus. And uh, they were slowly finding their way into the church. And Paul had to strictly instruct Timothy and tell him, you know, be warned. Timothy, uh, be uh, instructed, be alert, because you know, there are some teachings 
that uh, are being propagated within the church which are not right. They are not the pattern of teaching a sound doctrine which I have instructed you with. Now, these teachings are also empowered. They are fueled by deceiving spirits. They are fueled by demons. Okay? And they are uh, enticing people. They are drawing people away from God. Now, the right uh, teaching, the sound doctrine that Paul taught uh, was, was uh, to bring people to God, to worship Jesus Christ. But now, you know, uh, various teachings were coming into the church which were drawing people away from God. And, and Paul wanted Timothy to be alert and identify that these teachings are getting into the church. Uh, isn't it uh, fit that he starts talking about uh, right teaching and, and, and not being deceived by the wrong teaching right after he tells Timothy about godliness and, and the right doctrine um, and the mystery of godliness. So uh, he wants Timothy to have a strong foundation about what he believes and not be wavered when he hears uh, various kinds of teachings that come his way. And Paul tells Timothy that there are people you know, who, who propagate these teachings, drawing people away from the worship of God. And these people do it for various reasons. And we, we read about uh, that in other epistles where Paul covers the reasons why people do such things. But people... Uh, deceiving others, being empowered by demon spirits and bringing all kinds of teaching into the church. Okay, they are, are hypocrites. Paul titles them as hypocrites. Those who are speaking one thing, you know, they, they may be showing us that, okay, this, this, is, this is what right living is, but you know, they are proclaiming the wrong gospel. So be aware, be alert about these people, uh, these people are hypocrites and, and he goes to the extent of saying that their conscience is dead. Their conscience is dead. Such teaching will not lead us closer to God. It will entice us away from God. And the people who teach wrong doctrine, you know, Paul says that they uh, are hypocrites and, and that their conscience is dead, that they are not able to perceive, they are not able to perceive the truth, they're not able to tell right from wrong and, you know, they go ahead and teach others what they believe and it brings destruction in, in people's lives. Uh, and he elaborates there. In Ephesus, back then, uh, people were, were teaching uh, about all kinds of rules and regulations that uh, was supposed to bring people closer to God. You know, there, there were instructions like, uh, uh, don't eat this food. Like, if you want to be holy, you eat only curd rice. Don't eat pizza. It's not godly. Okay? So, all kinds of teaching that came into the church. And, 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 and there was instruction like, don't get married. If you get married, oh my goodness, so sinful to get married. Okay? So, when, when such teaching was, was, was brought to the people and... and what would the people have thought? You know, people want to be close to God. So um, they, they heed to the words that are being taught to them, even by false teachers. But here's so Paul uh, is, is uh, instructing Timothy and saying that these rules and regulations are not what I taught you. Rules and regulations that, that tell us what to eat, um, what to wear, uh, you know, various dictate our choices, dictate our choices, control us, manipulate us, okay? Teachings that do such things, be very careful, be very careful because this is not the kind of teaching I brought to you. I brought to you the teaching that exalts Jesus Christ, that talks about our God uh, who, who is Trinity uh, talks about, uh, you know, Jesus uh, dying for us, being buried, raised from the dead. We're justified by faith. We are saved by grace. Jesus is coming back again. We need to live godly lives unto the Lord, sanctified lives. This is the kind of doctrine I've taught you. I haven't instructed you uh, on all these instructions that people are, are teaching you to manipulate and control you. Uh, and so uh, Paul tells Timothy, 
there are some who who say that marrying is should be forbidden uh, don't eat certain foods abstain from certain foods but the truth of the matter is it's not our eating and drinking uh, it it's it's not uh, our external activities right that that are the foundation of our redeemed life in Christ Jesus there's more to it there's more to it there's a stronger foundation which is sound doctrine and and timothy adhere to that adhere to that and and please know okay, he 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 tells timothy please know let's go on and read verses 4 um, and 5 where he says for every creature of god is good and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving some of you just said hallelujah right so everything is good and it can be received with thanksgiving so whatever it is whatever food uh, we are given food that god provides us what do we do we we bless it we sanctify it in the name of jesus we we give thanks to god and we eat it knowing that that's not the basis for my relationship with god and in the same manner you know we we already know uh, in the book of genesis god is the one who instituted marriage God is the one who instituted marriage uh, in Genesis 1:28 God blessed the first couple and said be fruitful and multiply so marriage is a godly thing now Timothy had to know God's word for him to identify that the teachings that were um, coming into the church were not right and not godly and, and Paul is is making it very clear to Timothy and saying that you know uh, don't fall for all these things don't fall for all these things be strong uh, be clear about the teachings and and foundation of god's word let's read verse 6 he says if you instruct the brethren in these things you will be go a good minister of jesus christ nourished in the words of faith and of the good doctrine which you have carefully followed Now, there's a couple of parts there and, and we look at them one by one so he wants paul wants timothy to be a good minister of jesus christ how can timothy be a good minister of jesus christ if he has a strong foundation in the word you know strong a foundation um in in his relationship with god and and the right outlook for the work of the ministry which he does so uh, in that manner timothy can be a good minister but timothy was also asked to refute false teachings he was also asked to stand up against false teachings as he does all these things you know timothy proves himself timothy is asked to prove himself as a good minister even for us today you know we don't live uh, in times that are very different from uh, paul and timothy's times uh, this still the last days and they too were part of the last days there there was false teaching outside of the church which was coming into the church and it's going to keep happening and you know for all you know much more is going to happen in the days to come and as god's people no uh, this this is like we need to be forewarned we should not be shocked when we hear wrong teaching um presented to us but like timothy no are we those who can be strong in the sound doctrine sound doctrine the truth of god's word where we have the capacity to identify when something is false when something is not in line with god's word and, and that's why here at apc you know we 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 believe uh, in in building up every believer in god's word building up every believer in god's word because that has to be our foundation that has to be our strong foundation now how do we identify what is false uh, just interestingly last week one of our young persons uh, from our congregation we had this little chat and he he was telling me about different things in the church world that are happening and he he uh, he had you know videos and he was showing that to me and saying can you tell me if this is god can you tell me if this is god now how can i identify what what is from god what is not from god well to know counterfeit 
to know counterfeit, the best thing to know is to identify the original, to identify the genuine, to identify the authentic. No, we don't have to waste our time uh, trying to study all the counterfeit and fake that's out there. There's going to be lots and lots of fake stuff. But if we are sure of our foundation, if we know how to identify the authentic, we can tell right from wrong. It, it's, it's, uh, it is simple in many ways because if you teach a little child, um, you know, two plus two is four, uh, even if someone comes up to them and say, hey, no, 2 plus 2 is 10. They'd be like, no, no, 2 plus 2 is 4. 2 plus 2 is 4. And, and, and that's how we need to be instructed in God's word. That's how we, we must know God's word where we have the capacity to identify when something, uh, is, some word is straying away from the instruction that God has given us. Now, uh, Paul also tells Timothy, you know, towards the end of that verse, verse 6, he says, um, words of faith and of good doctrine which you have carefully followed. Which you have carefully followed. Okay, like uh, a faithful son, Timothy followed the instructions. The, the life connected to sound doctrine. Timothy was somebody who did what was required. So what is Paul saying? Essentially, he's saying, do and then teach. Live it and then pass it on. So uh, what you have followed, Timothy, now you are in, in a better position to teach others because you have experienced it yourself and, and you know you you have gained that stature before God and man. So Timothy, be a good minister of God. Identify uh, false teachings. Uh, know the truth, the authentic, very well, so that you you can. Um, Understand whenever there is error and of course, you know, be established in God's word to an extent where um, you are nourishing others, instructing others out of your own obedience, your life of obedience. Uh, is everyone with me so far? Okay, great. So let's move on. Let's read uh, verse 7. says, but reject profane and old wives' fables and exercise yourself toward godliness. Exercise yourself toward godliness. For bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance. So what is Paul saying here? Now firstly, he, he states, he says, uh, reject lies, reject stories uh, that profit, that don't profit anybody. Reject those things. And you know, uh, he adds to that and he says, exercise yourself towards godliness. Exercise yourself towards godliness. Uh, and now Paul is, is talking to Timothy as if he were an athlete. As if he were an athlete. And we all know uh, that those who train themselves for, um, for athletics, uh, maybe one, one event that they want to do, one medal uh, they want to win, they put in a, a lifetime of practice. A lifetime of practice. You know, people wake up early in the morning, do all the exercises required, um, follow a strict diet, discipline. Okay? Discipline. They maintain discipline. They, they uh, increase their stamina. They, they are focused to get that prize, that reward. And now Paul is, is, is telling Timothy, Timothy, similarly, the way an athlete would run to get a prize, I want you to train yourself towards godliness. And that's actually great news because what we learn here is that we can train or rather develop, cultivate, grow in godliness. We can build capacity. We can become stronger in the Lord. 
Okay. Godliness is something we can train towards. It, it's, it's not something you either have it or you don't have it. No. Paul tells Timothy that you can train towards godliness. You can train towards godliness. Verse 8, for bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all. Having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. So bodily exercise profits us, keeps us fit. And if we're the kind who, who, who are going after a medal, then yes, you know, we, we uh, are able to compete and, and win that prize. Paul instructs Timothy and says, when people of the world um, do so much to train themselves up to win, win crowns here, you know, how much more is godliness? How much more you need to train yourself, build yourself up in godliness? There is benefit to being fit, there's benefit to being fit, but there is uh, immense benefit for this life and the life to come if you train yourself up in godliness. Now, uh, how does a godly person look? Well, we all look as we look right now, but if you can just, you know, imagine with me and, and as you look at me, if you, if you can imagine like a really muscular, a strong person, someone who uh, competes in wrestling matches and all, uh, instead of me, okay? So hopefully how my spirit man looks, okay? So what am I trying to say? I'm, I'm trying to say that we can exercise, we can exercise ourselves unto godliness. And it's, it's more than this physical world that we are talking about. And our spirit man can go from one level to the other, experience growth, can experience growth um, and uh, be strong in the Lord. And that is something, you know, we all must give ourselves to. Now, uh, we may ask the question, how do I do that? Now, to exercise, physical exercise, we know, you know dumbbells, treadmill, run, walk, we know those things. But what helps us to, to train our spirit man? What helps us to train our spirit man? Uh, well, just some of the basics. You know, as, we, as we take time in God's word, as we meditate in God's word, as we allow uh, Acts chapter 20, where, where Paul is instructing uh, the overseers, he says that it's God's word which will build you up. Okay, want to be built up? Look for the word. The word will build you up. The word will build you up. So as we take time in God's word, as, as we learn it, meditate, uh, live God's word, we, we can grow in the Lord. And, and uh, prayer, you know, prayer was such, uh, such an important part of, of uh, the example of examples who is Jesus. In Jesus' life, we know that he is someone who, who prayed through the nights, who prayed through the nights. So am I telling all of you to pray through the night? If you'd like, yes, please do. Uh, but what am I saying? I'm saying that uh, the importance that we place on, on um, these spiritual disciplines okay, is, is crucial because it helps us grow up in the Lord. When we make time, in prayer, in solitude, the way Jesus did. Now Luke chapter 1 says that he woke up early in the morning, early in the morning, because spending time with the Father is a priority. He did that. You read about Daniel in chapter 6, where, where Daniel, as was his practice of early days, meaning from the time he was a young person, he would pray three times a day. It wasn't, an, it wasn't new. Training, training. Um, uh, in our spiritual disciplines, you know, all, all other things, fasting and fellowship, various other spiritual disciplines that the Lord has given us, the Lord has given us uh, to, to grow in Him. We need to be keen. We need to exercise uh, and train ourselves to grow in the Lord. Let's go on to verse 10. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10. For to this end we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the savior of all men, 
especially of those who believe. And, and verse 11, these things command and teach. Just to add on a little more to the previous verses, um, you know, bear with me uh, a couple of minutes. Training in spiritual discipline, okay, it's, it's not going to be easy. Now, we all know that habit is a, is a child of discipline. So as we discipline ourselves, as we practice, um, as we put away old habits, we build new habits. Uh, and, and so uh, as we grow in our spiritual capacity, you know, it may not be a pleasant experience at first to engage fully for growth uh, in the Lord. But uh, as, as Paul reminded Timothy, there's benefits. There's lots of benefits, benefits for this life and for the life to come. And now, moving on to verses 10 and 11, where Paul tells Timothy to continue uh, as a good minister. Continue as a good minister. We've already looked at what good minister means. Uh, speaking words of faith, uh, teaching right doctrine, teaching right doctrine, standing up uh, in the face of false, false uh, philosophies that are spreading around him. Right? So uh, Paul says, Timothy, continue. Do these things. This is the right thing to do. And hold on to the right conscience as well. And Paul says that, you know, we labor and suffer reproach. Labor and suffer reproach. So standing up for the truth. You know, God's word is truth. And this is God's family the ground and pillar of truth, it's not easy. Okay, it's not easy. Many times, uh, as we follow Paul's example, as we follow Timothy's example, we may encounter uh, accusations coming away. We may find uh, that you know, people say all kinds of things about us because we want to follow God. We want to do what is right. We want to give ourselves to a good doctrine. But you know, Paul encourages Timothy and says, uh, don't get worried. Don't get worried because uh, these things are bound to happen. These things are bound to happen. Let's continue to do what is right, looking to our God, our living God. Now let that be our focus. Things may not go smooth, but we will do what is right because our focus is on the living God and teach Command and teach, he says in verse 11. Command and teach. Which means, Timothy, don't mince your words. Say things as they are. Say things as they are. Speak the truth in love. Speak the truth in love so that the believers may be instructed clearly. So that the believers may be instructed clearly and they can follow through in obedience. You know, they, they, they're not confused uh, with, with your teaching, but they know what you teach, how you live, and, and they can follow it. And they too can see the fruit of that kind of living. So Paul uh, instructs Timothy and says, Timothy, you command and you teach. You command and teach God's word. Verse 12. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Let no one despise your youth. Be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. Now, just some lessons uh, of leadership uh, that, that Paul's, Paul leaves with Timothy. He, he tells him, Timothy, uh, it, it's, it, it is about what you teach, but it is also about how you live. You know? The role model which you are uh, to the believers around you. Uh, Timothy, it, it is about your life example. It's about your life example. You know? live, live right. Live right uh, before God and before man. Live right before God and man. Okay? And don't let anyone despise you because you are young. And we uh, just said that when Timothy was overseeing this, this church and the epistle was written to him, uh, Timothy must have been 
around 34, 35 years of age, and comparatively uh, younger to the false teachers around him who were well learned and, and able to communicate their philosophies well. Uh, and he had seen Paul's life. You know, he had seen Paul's ministry and knew you know, wh what kind of, of a passionate minister of, of the gospel Paul was. But you know, Paul gently uh, encourages him and says, don't let anyone look down on you. Don't, don't feel that you're too young. Now, who's going to listen to you because of your age? Let age not be uh, the criteria. Let age not be the criteria. But by life example, you can rise up. And you, you can have that, that authority and stature to instruct, command, and teach. Now, Timothy, don't, don't uh, be worried because you, you feel that you are inexperienced compared to me or, or compared to the other ministers you see around you. But as... As long as you are, uh, you know, striving to be that example, God will use you uh, as, as a leader and, and you will be a good overseer over your church. And in what should Timothy be an example? You know, Paul says, in word, in word. What do you say? What's coming out of, of your mouth? The mouth speaketh out of the abundance of the heart. What's, what's filled uh, in your heart? Timothy, if what is coming out of your mouth is, is in line with God's word, excellent. Set that standard. Raise the bar high. Raise the bar high. And, and be an example in word. What you speak, what you say. Be an example in conduct. Be an example in conduct. Conduct uh, refers to our way of life. Way of life. How we live. How we live. What, what choices we make. And I know uh, in our times, some of us students, we're working professionals, and this, this may mean different things to, to each one of us. But what we mean is that wherever God has placed us, you know, are we living a life which shows Christ, which proclaims Christ, even without words, in conduct? What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? So set an example in words, set an example in conduct, set an example in love, meaning how you love people, how you, you serve from a, a pure heart, and how you want to see God's house built up. Timothy, set an example in love. Also in spirit, which refers to character, um, Paul addresses deeper things here, you know, beyond just how to do uh, ministry. You know, if we were to write uh, a letter uh, to, or a mail to one of our uh, subordinates at work, it would be like, okay, 5 a.m., 6 a.m., do this, don't do this, right? But here's Paul instructing Timothy about issues of character. And he says, yes, this is how you must do the ministry, but... I want you to, to uh, take it a, a level higher. Your character is important. The person you are is important. The person is greater uh, than the message. The person is, is greater than, you know, the message. The person behind the message is very important. So, so uh, look at your own life, Timothy, and, and make sure that it is an example. He also tells him to, to set an example in faith, meaning um, faith in God. The way you believe God, you know, let, let people look, look at you and say, wow, I wish I could be like that. Having that kind of faith in God, going through life experiences. So set an example in faith, set an example in purity. Purity or holiness, the way you conduct yourself, holy living. Um, be an example, Timothy. Verse 13, till I come, give attention to reading to exhortation, to doctrine. Why is, is uh, Paul suddenly talking about this? He's saying, uh, give attention to reading. Reading refers to scriptures, the word of God, uh, which need, needed to be read publicly. Uh, and then he, he talks about exhortation, which is preaching, instructing, uh, comforting people with the help of God's word. And of course, uh, teaching where, where you break 
God's word down uh, to in such a way that that people are able to live by it people are able to use it uh, in their everyday lives now paul is is giving timothy this instruction because timothy is appointed as a spiritual overseer over the church of ephesus and all these three activities all these three activities one is the public reading of the word second is exhortation preaching um the third one is teaching are supposed to be uh, found in the local church are supposed to be practiced in the local church which will help people be built up in the truth of god's word and that's why paul tells timothy that don't forsake these things don't you know don't postpone it but bring the word of god and make it central to the people so that you know, they are well instructed second timothy um chapter 3 verse 16 tells us god's word is useful it's useful for daily life for us to be instructed corrected um in 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 the way we're doing things god's word has uh, everything for everybody and and so make god's word the primary thing so people can learn and live their lives according to god's word and all these three uh, must be practiced in the house of god which is the local church verse 14 do not neglect the gift that is in you which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the eldership now paul identified that timothy was was uh, bestowed with with a divine gift he was he he received a gift and this was through impartation okay meaning uh, the elders laid hands on him and, and uh, thereby he received a spiritual gift paul reminds timothy and he says no you have been given a gift timothy don't let that gift remain dormant don't allow it to just sleep inside you do something with it use it don't neglect don't neglect the gift which has been imparted to you by the laying on of hands so we as believers we understand that we need to identify the gifts that that god has has given each one of us now now we know you know as we read romans 12 uh, that there are different gifts that god has blessed each one of us with we're all not the same we function very differently but the important thing is to identify it put it to practice identify it exercise it right if we know the gift that is sitting inside us and we don't practice we don't uh, exercise it it's likely that it'll just die there and that's why paul says timothy don't neglect the gift which is in you use it use it for god's glory verse 15 meditate on these things give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all meditate on these things give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all so uh, as paul is wrapping up these instructions uh, you know he he reminds timothy about the importance of uh, giving himself wholly to god's word uh, not just you know uh, glancing over god's word and knowing that yeah god's word is good it's great but he's saying meditate on these things meditation is serious um, contemplation where you think seriously about these things and, and that's what paul tells timothy think seriously about whatever i have spoken to you you know think about these things uh, and practice them practice them give yourself to them wholly you know surrender yourself to what god wants to make of you surrender yourself to that and as you do that you know uh, not overnight not overnight not going to uh, just arise uh, as as a spiritual giant but uh, paul paul says you know your growth your growth slowly there's going to be growth 
there there will be periods where where you just the growth will be accelerated whatever it is no you dedicate yourself to that kind of training give yourself entirely to god's word so that you definitely are making progress and people are able to see it they they are able to recognize that progress in your life and you know you you continue to be that example before people and verse 16 he says take heed to yourself and to the doctrine continue in them for in doing this you will save both yourself and those who hear you firstly take heed to yourself and to the doctrine take heed to your, yourself and the doctrine what paul means is um watch closely watch closely uh, what you are building your life on what kind of doctrine have you given yourself to uh, what kind of doctrine is is uh, influencing your lifestyle um your your ministry be very careful be very careful what your what your uh, what you're putting your faith in watch carefully watch your life carefully watch uh, you know what what you uh, what your intake is carefully uh, watch what is coming out of your ministry carefully uh, so uh, leaders in god's house as as we looked at uh, last week in chapter 3 you know we need to have the ability to self govern meaning we need to have the capacity to to uh, assess ourselves from time to time assess ourselves from time to time uh, and and identify if if something is going wrong you know uh, an external person some some other person need not come and tell us that you know, this is wrong in what you're teaching but from time to time we need to be those who who uh, check our lives check our teaching our ministry uh, and and surrender the areas you know if we find that that something is straying something is not in alignment to god's word we immediately come back to god and say god you know i'm so sorry that this is is not right and i want to set this right according to your word and that's what uh, paul means uh, when when he says take heed be careful take heed watch carefully watch carefully uh, how uh, you are living your life and what is the doctrine that you have embraced and, and the ministry that's that's coming out of it uh, and if you do that if you continue in what is right if you continue in what we call uh, words of, of faith and sound doctrine amidst all the chaos all the uh, uncertainty and and false doctrine and uh, all kinds of things that are going on around you timothy you will stand strong you will save yourself the titanic may sink but you will still be there you will not sink right so you will stand and you will save everyone who is instructed in the same way so timothy know that your life your faith your ministry your your training unto godliness all of this is so important and and rise up rise up be an example rise up be an example continue in these things don't give up you be an example so that others can look at you and you know they 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 can understand what uh, a stable christian life is right so uh, these are are the truths we learn from the book of first uh, timothy chapter 4 and our key takeaway this morning is that all of us here you know all of us here we can go after sound doctrine we can uh, shape our lives by the truth of god's word and it still bears fruit it's not only for timothy it's for you and me it's for you and me we we can bear fruit uh, in keeping with sound doctrine and that is uh, an example to the body okay age is not a factor okay 
age shouldn't stop us, rather, uh, from being that example. Uh, our uh, extent of, of uh, knowledge, uh, experience, you know, praise God, we are growing. You know, we are growing, so thank God for that. But uh, let, let not what we have learned till now, line upon line, precept upon precept, let, let's not be intimidated when, when we look at something greater and say, hey, I can't do this. Right? But be strong. Don't despise your youth. Don't despise where you're at right now. Rise up. Be an example. Set an example in every way. Even this morning, as we meditate on, on the fourth chapter of uh, 1 Timothy, now can we take some time, church, to respond uh, to God's word? You know, wherever you are, if you can look to the Lord, I request uh, the worship team to please help um, me as a minister. Just pray where you are and, and begin to ask the Lord, Father, what are you speaking to me right now? What are you speaking to my heart, Lord? Praise God that this is his instruction for every single one of us. And as we train ourselves unto godliness, surely we can experience the growth which Paul is speaking about. we just rise to our feet and spend some time in worship church it's all about you it's all about you Jesus I'm sorry Lord for the things I've needed it's all about you it's all about you, Jesus. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I mean. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. When the music fades, all it strips away, and I simply go. Knowing just to bring something that's worth the bless your heart. I'll bring you more than a song. For a song in itself, it's not what you have required. You search much deeper within, through the way things appear, you're looking into my heart. I'm coming back to the
Father, we worship you, Lord. We worship you with our lives. We worship you, Lord, with our hearts. Father, thank you that you are building your church. Lord, you are building your church, oh God. You are laying the foundation strong. Father, you will build it such that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Strengthen every life in you, O oh God. Strengthen every heart in you, O oh God. This morning, I just sense that uh, some of us, uh, maybe in response to the word this morning, as, as we want our lives to be lives of worship where we can stand um, uh, in, in God's house, stand st strong in the truth. Some of us here, we, we, we just feel so broken because in, in, in opportunities that came our way, we couldn't stand. We couldn't stand. And that's brought such a sense of shame. That's brought such a sense of guilt. This morning, I just sense that the Lord uh, is, is encouraging your heart. He, he is refreshing your heart. And, and He is, is turning your eyes towards Him. And, and He says that, look to me. Look to me. Fix your gaze on me. The righteous may fall seven times, yet they will rise up. And with the Lord's strength, you will rise up. You will rise up. Also sends as someone here, you've just had a very uh, tough experience in, in a relationship, maybe your family. Uh, you've had just in recent days, and you're so broken this morning. You're so broken. The Lord's compassion uh, and, and His mercy is all over you. The Lord will rebuild. The Lord will rebuild. That which seems ruined, the Lord will rebuild. Yes, Father. Lord, we look to you, oh God. We look to you. Lord, we labor. Father, we, we speak the truth. Unaffected, Lord, by, by the opposition that could come against us. Father, because we are looking to you, the true and living God, true and living God, our source. And Lord, we exalt you. We exalt you, Father. We praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence, oh God. Thank you for your presence in this house.
bless you lord bless you in jesus name amen amen uh, just like to pray the benediction over you and may the lord bless you and keep you may he make his face to shine upon you may he lift up his countenance on you and give you peace you are blessed in jesus name Amen. God bless you. Have a great week ahead and stay strong. Be an example. Thank you. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact@apcwo.org. At also visit our website apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.